Are you worried about, as you take more risks, the effects you've experienced and what could come? Um, yes and no. You know, it's a dangerous sport. Like you said, I've gone and gotten brain scans and um, have early signs of CTE. Hold on, I'm talking, brother. Who the fuck is that guy? Who the fuck is that? It's normal. Come on, guys. Send me a message, like location, location, I'm gonna come. Whatever you want, doesn't matter. Ireland, New York, Brooklyn, or Moscow, doesn't matter. Tell me, where? I have early signs of CTE, CTE, CTE. My balls was hot. I understand. CTE. My balls was hot. CTE. Yeah, let's do that then. <laughs> Hi guys, welcome to the first episode. This is our MMA show. What, what is it called again? Combat CTE Radio. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. CTE Radio. Yeah. Or Combat Talk Entertainment. Yeah. So like, please. Please enjoy the show. We're going to be talking about some predictions, fighters, where we think they're going to go, how they're going to do everything, basically. And honestly, what a good time to start an MMA show. You got such an interesting division in most of the UFC right now. And it's it's kind of just a crazy time in general. I feel like the end of an era, the whole Connor thing. We'll see how that goes later this year. And we got so many new champions that have no defenses and like just a few veteran champions. It's not often. Oh Jesus! All right, great. All right. Are we okay? Do we look all right? We I think we look right. good. I think we look good. All right. Cool. Anyways, welcome. This is our first MMA show episode that we're doing, and I guess we're going to be talking mostly about UFC 262 on this episode, yeah, right? Coming up, coming up, it's next, coming up this weekend. Three days. I don't. I couldn't even tell you the date, but I know it's May 15th. I want to say May 15th. I just know it's Saturday. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just know I don't have work that day, and I get to watch. It's UFC. one of these Saturdays. Yeah, and uh, I can't wait for this one. Honestly, uh, a big, 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 big deal. But. He, so much going on in this in this division and so much going on especially at lightweight the direction oh that God. it's going in oh like um and it's so wide open and you know and the people at the top like even dustin like who knows how much longer dustin might even stay around so you never know what's going to happen next in this lightweight. yeah division. for all we know he might just beat conor mcgregor and retire be like oh, i was interim champion i don't yeah, need to be anything yeah, else he really doesn't need to do much more nah i still think he wants that that undisputed belt though as you would imagine, most competitors would, right? But hey, who knows? We saw what happened when Connor got all this money. He got knocked out for the first time ever. Yeah, and that's just. Well, it's not for the first time. I guess Mayweather TKO'd him. Yeah, well, it depends what you call. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's MMA. He was still this is boxing. That's that. This is that. You know, maybe the ref came in a little early. Maybe he didn't. But at the end of the day, like, I just think the lightweight division, the landscape, is so much different than it was just three years ago. Three years ago, it was like, it was all Tony. Like two years ago, was, was more, it wasn't it. It was all, all Tony and Khabib. And and uh, well, now we have Gaethje. You had the outskirts with like Edson Barbosa yeah. and Kevin Lee and stuff. And, and Rafael. I think the, the interesting thing about this fight is you have Michael Chandler. And that's just such a, uh, he's such an X factor. I okay, honestly, yeah. he's, so, he's such an interesting addition to the roster. Honestly, he came in, he made a top five guy look. Yeah, um, you know what? I agree. But before we get into this card, you know what? I want to talk about the last couple of weeks. Like, yeah, there's been some been crazy good. fights it's that I want to like. It's been chaos. Talk about you know. It's there's been some, City. There's yeah. There was there's been some fighters. I mean, first guy I want to talk about that really impressed me was uh, Sean Strickland. Yeah, man. he was. You good. know, damn. 
I thought he was kind of a goof when I was watching him fight against Jack Marshman. Yeah. I think it was Jack Marshman. Because like, I'm going to give you a chance to win, Jack. Okay. Let's do it. But every swing that they threw missed, more or less. So yeah. I was like, okay, this is exciting. Could but- you imagine if they put him against... Um- Kevin Holland next. It would be the most talkative fight in I the would, history. And I, I, I don't even oh, know. Yeah, they would never shut up, either one of them. They would literally be having like a full-on conversation while fighting. Honestly, that might be like the fight to make next. Yeah, it could be. Uh, Kevin it makes Holland, sense, too. Kevin Holland, it really listen, does. Kevin Holland versus anybody is usually fun. That's how I yeah, find it. Yeah, at this point. Yeah. Uh, you know what yeah. I mean? Even when he was losing horribly in that boring fight to Brunson, he still got a takedown and made us laugh because he was talking to Khabib. Yeah, of course. You know, so it's like, I think they're going to keep him in for a while. I mean, yeah. Mike Perry's still around. Yeah. Cowboy Cerrone's yeah. still yeah, around. Yeah, but they have good fights. Some, so why? They have yeah. good fights and their personalities kind of outweigh their, you know what I mean, their records. You know what yeah. I mean? They definitely have a certain... A certain draw to them. Oh yeah. Other than yeah. just like like Mike Perry and um, even guys like Diego Sanchez, they almost bring this animalistic, barbaric. Like sometimes you have to wonder, like, do they even know how to fight? But they just go out there like they're <laughs> rabid animals. So people want to watch, and it's entertaining, That's true. right? That's very like, true. Um, you watch these guys who go out there and they just throw it like. Diego Sanchez's face is half of it looks like it's hanging off in the BJ Penn fight. But he's, hey, don't he's say fighting, too much. Yeah. Fucking Fabia is gonna be calling you. Yeah, saying, okay. I don't like the way you're talking about him. Oh yeah. You know, you could just be talking nicer. <laughs> okay, well I'll have Fabia on the show. I have a few things to ask him, mostly about his mother. Oh. <laughs> you know, like Sigmund Freud. But anyhow. <laughs> Burn. All right. Um, so, Sean Strickland. Yeah, I think he. I think he's a great fighter. After what he. Okay, his last few performances, Jack Marshman fight was a good fight, even though he couldn't knock him out. His win against Brendan Allen, I was like, holy! Yeah. I didn't see that coming because I, yeah. I thought Brendan Allen yeah. was savvy enough based on his performance with Kevin Holland that he could somehow pull, um, pull, pull like a submission win or something like that. No, he didn't give him a chance. He just boxed the shit out of him, TKO'd him in like I don't know two minutes. Not even, three minutes he, in the first it, round. It was easy. It was you know, the he first made it, round. He made it look. He made it look like uh, it, it was not. He looked like he, they looked leagues apart standing. They and, definitely um, did. They definitely did. And I, I'm really interested in him because he's he's been around for a while and um, he's improved a lot. Like he, this that was maybe his last fight was against uh, the one that just happened, uh, Christoph yeah. Jocko. Yeah, that was. He looked good. What is that? His eighth fight? He looked good. I think he had like a motorcycle accident that put him on a hiatus. But uh, his last loss was to Kamaru Usman at 170. Wow. So that's like, that's what I'm saying. It's like this guy might be a serious dark horse in this division. You know what I mean? Yeah, really. He might have been the Kevin Holland that we wanted. Sometimes it's hard to tell how how good these guys are until they get in the octagon with the right guy. Like, you know, and uh, I think Sean Strickland, I think his time's coming. I think he's going to break into the top 10 soon or he's going to get that matchup that puts him in the upper top 15. I think so, yeah. What do you think? I think so. Yeah. I think I think he, either he's going to fight Kevin Holland or he might even get like a number nine or something like that. Yeah, he might fight, him. I don't know, fucking Kelvin Gastelum. Kelvin Gastelum? I, I wouldn't be surprised, man. I mean, the middleweights aren't, they're arguably the second or they are the least... Um, I don't, I don't want to say worst division because all the divisions are relatively good in UFC. Yeah, right. But no, they're no, probably no. the ones lagging behind the most, in my opinion. Yeah, outside of the top ten, they might be lacking a little bit of depth outside of the top yeah, ten. Outside yeah, outside of the top yeah, ten. The top ten is well, good. Like, we're even, even light light heavyweight is pretty deep right now com- compared well, to I don't speaking. think so. Well, well compared in its history as well. It's you have history. to kind of yeah, compare. Yeah, deepest history. But right now, I think light heavyweight yeah. might be one of the, the yeah. weaker divisions in the UFC. But I think that at middleweight... <sighs> 
I'm trying to think. There's got to be a guy that's a good fight for Sean Strickland. Good fight for Sean Strickland. I think Gastelum would be a good fight. Heavy yeah. boxing style. Yeah. That would be a hell of a That'd good be fight. An interesting I think. Fight. I think Sean Strickland beats the shit out of um, so, what's his name, uh, the the drug dealer Ian Heinish. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. No, that would be a good one. Straight well, up, I, I think, think that's a good fight. I to think do that. that I, I, Ian Heinish. That's Ian a good Heinish one. Might be a good one. They too. just fought Kevin Gastelum. He lost, and I think that that was kind of his shot at the upper top five. So I think that it makes sense for him to kind of move down and prove that he's still top 10 and, and fight Strickland. That makes sense. Definitely. I think that um, Ian, Ian Hyannich is a good call. So so what about – I want to talk about Jiri Prochaska. Jiri Prochaska. Jiri? You want to talk about him before Giga? I guess Giga's <laughs> your saving. Well, we got to talk about both of them. All right. Let's but, talk about Jiri um, first. Let's then. talk about Jiri Prochaska right. for a okay, I've been seeing, I don't know if you've been seeing on social media, but apparently everybody's saying he's the light heavyweight Tony Ferguson, which I do not see. I, I disagree with because I don't think we'll ever see him throw sand. That, that's my argument. But in terms of his spinning attacks, yes, he he does kind of remind me of Tony. I think that his what elbows. he has is sort of like Tony would have to be his like his unpre- his not his aura. Well, his unpredictability and X factor. He's a fighter that's not afraid of getting hurt. He'll actually put himself in a position to get hurt and sort of goad you into this fight that you really probably shouldn't fight because he just he's so good at that type of fight so he almost puts his head on a platter that makes you want to just knock his block off because that's what you're taught that's true and i think that he kind of ensnares people into fights that they really didn't think that they're going to be and they thought it was going to be tactical but he lures you into a brawl that's kind of what i'm I'm gathering from his fighting style my only issue is i would argue that yuri has better defense than tony probably even though he keeps his hands down for a guy well, who keeps his hands down, he's got pretty Tony good defense. Tony got – here's the thing. They both got good chins. They do, but but I think it's his head, like, head movements is better than Tony's probably. particularly. Yeah. Tony's Tony's defense is more of like the guard style, I would say. Mm, like yep. he tends to guard his head. His He might move it, but he gets caught. He's We've yep. seen him clipped against Lando, Lando Venata. He's dropped multiple times. Multiple times against Lando. He somehow just pulled out a darce. The fuck? Yeah, here? well, it was amazing. Yeah, but well, he's tough as hell. That's why. Yeah, that's why he, he wins as many and, fights and, as he and does. It's right? his willpower. I yeah, think he, he put, has one yeah, of those. He has that mental. He has that mental thing that just you can't get past so, with Tony. He just he pushes a pace and uh, he'll he'll test your heart. He'll and, drown and that's why you a guy like water. Gaethje beat him. And that's why yeah. a guy like Oliveira beat yeah, him. Yeah, one hundred percent. You know those guys have that. Now Yuri, I think he's probably going to be champion. I, I believe so. I want so. him to fight I one more fight, though. I I think he should too, only because it's Rockage. Well, I now, want him here's to my kill question. I, I, I kind of uh, there's an interesting thing about the Rockage fight. I kind of see it two ways. You could have that fight, or you could just give it to Yuri now. And because if you have Yuri fight Yav Rockage after he beats Jan, what is there really? Immediately, like um, he's already done with uh, the top three, so it, it would have to be like the I guess Lover Teixeira versus, I guess maybe I don't know the winner of Santos versus Johnny Walker. Like it's just <laughs> such a, it's like a, there's a certain point where it's like um, why why would you put yourself in the position where we don't even have a good contender for him after because he'll he'll have beaten the one two and. Three, basically. You know what? Yes, but at the same time, if we want to see him fight this year, is what I'm saying. I do want to see him fight are, again. When are we? When are we getting Glover and Jan? September. September. So it's a while. And so I we doubt get, Jan will and, fight. And we're a also third getting time. Johnny Walker and Tiago in September. So we might either have a new contender or we might have a guy that puts Johnny Walker in his place. 
who, who's already listen. He got beat by Corey Anderson. All right. Yeah, well, Corey Anderson. Corey, he's he has some better, some better he's moves. He's good. He has some veteran moves. You gotta, he's you gotta, good. we gotta he's watch good. out Corey's, for. Corey's not. He's bad. the type of guy that that definitely has a game plan. He has a good. He has good coaches, and they can make up game plans. You yeah, know? but like, yeah, uh, yeah. But then he, he gets punched in the face. Well, his game things plan. change. Yeah. Right, but like you know, he he can game plan a decision fight, and that's a, that's what you gotta do sometimes. I, I don't see some fighters can't do that. I don't think Jerry does that. <laughs> Jerry doesn't know how to game plan for decision fights. I, you know what? I see a lot of in terms of how he fights i see kind of the flow technique that he does same as valentina right yeah because valentina even though she's very technical she seems to flow with her whatever form of win she chooses to do it's like outlast jennifer maya no problem you want me to crucifix both caitlin chukagan and uh what's her name jessica no andraj and then and, and but you look at like yuri Boska, he when he was fighting against uh vulcan it looked like he was going for a knee he was gonna jump do something he landed on his feet and then knocked him out with a hook you know what i mean he doesn't plan anything that he does yeah it's, it's also candid and unpredictable and i think that's, that's why that's he's so dangerous people. and it's interesting because i think this light heavy heavyweight division we kind of have is a little bit shallow and another thing is yuri yeah. is 28 i really feel like time is on his side against guys like santos guys like smith like guys like um who I'm, else is there um he just beat dominic and i think dominic might be the only person around his age he's although he is older dominic reyes is older and um jan lovitz is getting older glover's older i would argue his fighting style is like if you were to mix tony and gaethje together let oh. me explain why but first okay tony in the unpredictability sense gaethje in the sense of constant forward pressure constant man doesn't matter what you're doing he's coming forward right to me he's kind of like a chuck liddell but look, no hold on hear me out gaethje and him have like the same i think gaethje has a hundred percent finish rate no matter what yeah, win or right? lose, win or lose. Yeah. whereas this guy's a 96 and he only has like two decision wins all yeah, his but other he also losses, has more fights than gaethje so that's does. reasonable and all his losses are knockouts i think so yeah. he has been knocked king out. mo is one of them but I, I would imagine he's on a 12 fight win streak he learned from his last loss yeah. actually his last loss was in a knockout i think I, he actually, lost a yeah. decision to mohammed lawal no, it was a, he got KO'd by Luol, and he beat him in a rematch, I believe. But um, one really? thing, yeah, I believe he so. Got ke- no way, he got KO'd. He got KO'd by Muhammad Luol. Yeah, I, I watched it um, back when it happened in Risen F- FC. It was Risen, 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 Risen FC. Hold on, his last lo- Yeah, he did. He got wow in the first round. Yeah, Holy it was a, it was a brutal one actually. Um, Luol landed an absolute bomb on him, but like it would have KO'd. Anyway. And then he did the same thing to him yeah, later. Uh, and that wow! Right before he beat Lawal, he beat the current feather, um, light heavyweight champion at Bellator. And then on top of that, he beat the guy that also gave the Nemkov's other loss, which is this guy Albrechtson. So yeah, he's a hell of a fucking competitor. Listen, my prediction. You're listen. If you're if you're if you're a betting person, you'd be stupid not to bet the unders on any of his fights. Just any under, it doesn't matter. Whatever is. Under two and a half seems the safest bet at this point. Go watch Yuri Prochaska versus Dominic. Yeah. Rose. It's an absolute fantastic fun fight. He gets knocked action. out and wins. Yeah, back and forth action, crazy finish, uh, and not too long either. Hold on a sec, hold on a sec. Oh, buddy, no. 
mic. It turned off while you were holding it. <laughs> oh, okay. My mic was off. Shit. All right. It's all good. It's all That's good. all good. We're just going to roll with it. Yuri Pachaska, what a beast. What a beast. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, well, this part might be out. So let's yeah. let's just sum it up real quick. Yuri Prohaska, watch all his fights, bet the unders. There will be a knockout. Yeah, um, 100%. Sean Strickland, up and coming dark horse. Should he get a number nine, number 10? Doesn't matter. He should get someone above him. Yeah, we're thinking Kevin Holland, Ian Heinich. E- Kevin Holland, Ian Heinich. I'll go as far as Gastelum. There. Boom. So let's move on to. Oh, yeah, Yiga Chikazi. Oh, yeah, Giga yeah, Chikaze. He's, he's, uh, he's All right, nuts. what is to say about this guy other than his kicks look devastating? Yeah, they, he seems to just be able to crumple you if he yeah, wants to. Yeah, I mean, we got to give it. Cub Swanson is a veteran, and it's like we saw what how, you know what I mean? This is a fucking brutal sport. Look what happened to Cowboy, and we're we're going to get to that. And Featherweight is a uh, nutty division. It is not. That is top three best divisions, it, I think, it, right it, now. It's the craziest to me when you see. the top ten in the top ten, you just got nutty striking and killers in there. No, the top three is literally interchangeable between Bantamweight, Featherweight, and Lightweight. Yeah. Always. Yeah. And then occasionally, Welterweight will just jump in and out. Yeah, right but now mostly it's out. It's, right now it's out. Mostly the 35 but, to 55 is like, oh, you can't compete with these guys. No, like, that's I mean, a fantastic. Yeah. 155 is going through a bit of a thing, though, so I, I don't know, like, um... The one thing about 155 is it, it could change a lot in quite a bit of time, right? Like Connor, Dustin, Khabib, Tony could Gaethje? all be gone next year. They could all be gone by the end of next year. All I don't, four I don't of those know. About, I don't think Dustin will be gone by next year. Connor probably if he loses, because come on, what, yeah. what else does he have to do? Well, I think if Tony Ferguson loses again, it's time. Ah man. Okay, so we're gonna get to these predictions soon. Jeez. Should we just go to the predictions? Yeah, we should talk predictions. Let's get to the predictions. Ooh, Why where, not? Where, where are we going? Oh, before oh last Saturday's event, by the way, just quickly. Uh, Alex Morono really did not expect him to win. Really, really? I didn't expect really? Jesse Eisenberg to beat. Really. I didn't think he'd be Cowboy. Really? Did you see him against Did you Anthony see Cowboy Pettis? against... Cowboy against Pettis was literally the same as Morona. He lost to Pettis. Who? Cowboy. Yeah, fair enough, but I didn't think he'd get knocked out, bro. By Morono? Have you... Maybe we get one other out, knockout. but like... Name I... one other knockout win by Morono. Okay. I can't, but there, yeah. didn't, he be, didn't he finish um, Pettis? No. No, he didn't? He lost to Pettis. Really? Pettis dropped him. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Okay, listen. I'm not betting on Morono. No. Like, at that point. No, I wasn't. I, he killed one of my parlays, though. You have to bet against Donald Cerrone. We mm. all love Donald Cerrone. We want to see him win fights, just like we love Carlos Condit and want to see him win fights. Everyone likes Carlos Condit. Oh. But, like, it's, he's sort of just over the hill, and it just seems like he's at lightweight. He wasn't even at lightweight this time. He was at welterweight. It's, it's he's difficult. getting one more fight. I hope he gets a bunch wait. more fights. I hope he should, I hope he gets as many more fights as he wants. But I just come on. I just wouldn't I just don't know how to how to bet on Donald Cerrone at this point in time. I just feel like um his durability has lost him. I just feel like he he's just I, I don't blame him. He's taken so much damage in his career and I personally think he should stick to grappling. Do that stuff. You probably love it. You know what I mean? And at the same time, it causes way less damage. You're getting hit in the face, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? I love the guy, though. I think his fights are awesome. He has so many. He's a legend. But, like, it's just like, you know, there's a certain point. He's he's one of those almost guys. He's always one of those almost guys. I know. Yeah, he's so close. Like Joseph and Benavidez. And there's lots of fighters like that. But it's a sad thing for Cerrone. But cast off to Moreno. We'll see where he goes. Mar- yeah, Morono. I'm telling and you. And honestly, I was surprised that Jesse Neil Magny. Neil Nagny. I didn't think he was going to beat Jeff Neal. I thought Jeff Neal had that one in the bag. Uh, 
the recording stopped. Why? We ran out of space? I think, I think we ran out of space, unless we're going to put it on another card in there. Real quick. Is that how it works? Um... I don't know. What do you What do you think? Should we just continue this without the video? Yeah, sure. Just do that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fine. It's gonna fine. be a podcast. Yeah, yeah. It's anyways. gonna be a podcast. All right. We're right? gonna take a short intermission. Yep. Yeah. So. Um. Well, yeah. Morono, though. I don't know. I like. He's obviously one of these guys that's just probably. What do you think of Neil Magny? What versus, is, oh uh, yes, uh, Neil versus, Magny. versus Jeff. Neil. Okay. You know what? I was a little bit surprised. It I was, was surprised. Like, it was almost like watching Bilal Muhammad versus uh, Diego Lima. Is what I felt. Except if Diego Lima could also punch while throwing those leg kicks. You I know see, what I mean? Yeah. Whereas like he was really catching him on the counters, and it almost looked like Jeff didn't look right, man. Something about him didn't look right. He looked really. really he looked really like. I don't know. He looked like he was gassed or something, or like there was just not enough in the tank. Even though he was still coming forward and throwing. The only thing that really disappointed me about Jeff's performance is, I would have liked to see him really press for a finish. I think he must have known by the third round he was down two, or it wasn't looking good for him. Like I really thought that uh, I thought he was going to come out swinging and throwing, but he never really got to a point where he really let his hands fly or anything like that. Maybe he did hurt himself or I something. I think he was like also that. having range control with like um, Neil Magny's rangy guy. He's a, yeah. he's a tricky guy. Yeah, you got you know, really... Magny's super underrated. He has a crazy good record. He does. Yeah, he does. What is he? Twenty-five and eight. I yeah, believe he's. Like, uh, I believe he's one win from tying GSP's record at welterweight. Really? Wins. Yep. That's insane. Yeah. Well, yeah. So many. There was many years where he fought. Uh, he probably averages three fights a year and since he... twenty. 2014 or something like that. Yeah, you know what it is about Neil Magny? It's like you would almost imagine like Kevin Holland could do what Neil Magny does at 170. Yeah, 100%. You know what I mean? Because it's like Kevin Holland looks like he, he's severely underweight for 185. He probably yeah. doesn't cut much, so that's no, why he I has don't think he does. energy to talk all the fucking time. Yeah. But like, yeah, God his bless cardio him. looks unstoppable. God bless him. Yeah. Even yeah still. He really doesn't even look tired. No, but, it's um, just like muscularly, he he's not strong clearly enough. Clearly, he, he has a wrestling deficiency, but I hope he, fig- I hope he works it out because honestly, I think. He's a super entertaining fighter. Oh, for sure. And I would man. like to see him go far, but um, you can't go that far in any division in MMA with grappling like no, the grappling bro, come defense on. of that level. Not to say that he's terrible because Vittori is a great grappler, and Brunson's obviously a, a wrestler too, and he's a great grappler as well. Brunson is really good, and it also just <laughs> kind of goes to show the kind of levels that Adesanya is at yeah. based on his like takedown defense. Kind of reminds me of when Frankie fought Yair. There's I remember when Frankie said it, and there's levels to this. So oh, it's like man. a just Did he beat him? I didn't watch it. Oh, that yeah. He ragdolled. Yeah, you're Dr. Stoppage DKO. That's crazy. It's yeah. crazy to think now. And then you got guys like Corey Sandhagen who just, like, put fucking Frankie, Frankie away. Right well, yeah. It well, Corey even... Sandhagen's kind of... He kind of reminds me of who we were uh, just talking about there. Yuri Pachowska in yeah. the sense where he kind of has these untangible, unpredictable, what's he going to do? He's just not he, as forward pressing he, yeah, is what I've yeah, noticed he just, about him. He he's more countering. He's but yeah. just trained to knock you out. He's just someone who's coming to knock you out and yep. you got to stop him. Yeah. However, yeah. however you want. His fight with Aljo was really like... So it was really just a shock to me. I was like, yeah. God damn, man. This yeah. guy actually got submitted like that. Yeah, actually, I, I'm not going to lie. I was really impressed by how easily he KO'd Morales. I thought Morales was going to beat him, and then um, I got corrected. And now it just looks like, I don't know what happened to Morales, but he wanted a crazy slide. So I think it's time to talk about the main card this weekend. Yeah, this weekend coming up. We got some yeah, great fights. Yeah, it's just nuts. All right, we're going to um, talk about It's a good fighter. time to be an MMA fan, and honestly, this is a great time to do a first episode. Like... Dude, this is a hell of a fucking card, yeah, it's, bro. It's not only is it a hell of a card, but it's an important card. It's going to dictate the future of the lightweight division for sure. Oh, man. We're talking about 
Chandler versus Oliveira, and I know that that's we'll, we'll go down the list before well, we get to I, that. I think fight. you know what I, I I can't say I know every single one of these fighters, so we're probably gonna skip a bit of the prelims. Oh yeah, let's I mean, go to I don't know Lando Venata and Mike Grundy. I've actually seen both of these guys fight. Okay, so like I don't know if you've seen Mike Grundy fight. He's no, just, I've not seen him yet. It's kind of like the I, I might have. I think his last fight. Okay, he I watch really, a lot of fights, so there's a lot. Of yeah, names. he lost his last fight to Movzar Evloev, but like he yeah, basically okay, got yeah. controlled. I, the I've whole seen time. Evloev. I've seen all of his fights yeah he's pretty good and that yeah. was his i think second loss so it shouldn't be too so we will, we will weigh that against him too hard no. has shown to be a great fighter yeah and so I, far and he's the, looking good and the best part about this it's lando venado moving down to 145 lando which is pretty impressive because he has some power behind his punches at 155 so you can only imagine if it's going um, yeah i think lando's one of those guys the ufc just keeps because he has that that x factor and he can just he can just bring something weird and just that that oh my god that wheel kick he did to mac desi was vicious yep obviously the fight with tony was good for sure he could have he, he could have already won that fight yeah he, so he, close. Was crazy. yeah he was crazy close like um Someone could have stopped it after that third knockdown, but um, what else was I gonna say? There's also um, he mostly has he decision. Kevin Lee, right? Yeah, he has decision losses a lot. That's what I've noticed. Who, Lando? Yeah, Lando's just all decision. So who's he the bet? Who's the best for on this one? Uh, honestly, the best case scenario to bet this one is the over. Whatever the over is, I would argue that it's gonna go the distance. Yeah, probably. Yeah, Grundy's a tough head. And the thing is, like, um, you got fighters like Lando, and he's kind of a he either fucking chaos you bro brutally. Or, or he loses the decision. decision. Yeah, or that's he loses literally the, the only that's, option. And that's kind the, of the way it goes for him typically, as far as I'm concerned. So, if the guy has like a a good gas tank, Lando's probably gonna lose. Yeah, that's probably what got him the loss against Tony and whoever else he's fought against Bobby Green, even. Yeah, you know so, what I mean. Yeah. So, what do we think about Shane Burgos versus Edson Barboza? Oh, we're gonna skip Jacare. Who's Jacare? Jacare is fighting, fighting Andre Muniz. I don't know if I've seen Andre Muniz. Let's see. Is who he, he from he Contender? He, I don't, I don't know. watch Contender. He's, he's fought the No, he beat Antonio Ahoyo, and he's be, he is from Contender Series. Yeah, Yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah. He beat, and then he won by an armbar against Fabinski. Okay. So he's got he's so an up-and-coming prospect. Oh, Honestly, oh. at this point, as a better, looking at Jacare, how he lost his last fight and how old he is now, I just can't see myself betting on him right now. You think so? Like, um, he's John 40. He's still, a, he's still he's 42. He's, he's 42. Well, 42 coming off three losses, one of which was a loss to Jack Hermanson. Jack Hermanson's a great fighter. He's okay. He's going to challenge the belt. I don't think he's, he's going to. I, think he's, gonna I don't think he's title. going to. I don't think he beats Darren Till. And you know my feelings on Darren Till. <laughs> um, I think he beat Darren Till. I think, I think Adesanya is going to keep saying, okay. If you beat Gastelum one more time, I'll let you fight, and he'll somehow lose that fight. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Darren Till, I don't know. I, I actually really like Darren Till. I think he's a funny guy and all that, but um, I, I guess I'd like to see and, and more look activity. At, look at him. his last fights, man. More he's volume. had some hard fights, bro. Yeah, see, he's fought killers. He's see, fought killers. Honestly, he's fought killers, and... and uh, like even, uh, even though he didn't really win in my eyes, like his fight against Stephen Thompson was kind of brilliant. In its own respect, because nobody really wins a decision over Stephen Thompson or kind of keeps it competitive. Stephen Thompson. Yeah, when Darren Till fought Stephen Thompson. That wasn't a real win. 
I know it wasn't a real win. <laughs> I, just, I just said that. I just said even though <laughs> I don't really a, think he won. a real win. But I thought it was an impressive performance because most people just get pieced the fuck up and lose to Darren. Uh, Stephen Thompson had technically outstruck him. They just uh, yeah. didn't. It, it was yeah. a bit of a timid affair is what I yeah, mean. Well, so it was a yeah, bit of a timid like, affair. And I think the judges in a timid affair are always going to go with the hometown boy. And not only that, but like it's, it's hard to pay attention during a, a fight like that, you know, to every little thing that's happening. It's not to... Buddy. I, I, I could definitely see you losing focus watching a fight that's so kind of boring. I, I did that with Thompson and uh, Woodley too. That's for sure. That was God, a boring. You know, fight. The first fight was actually entertaining. But it was really entertaining. Yeah, but the thing that was weird about the first fight was actually kind of boring, and then it had explosive spurts yeah. of action. And yeah, then it was kind of which boring. is almost like what Woodley was known for. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, like, oh shit, he's defending up against the fence. Oh my god, overhand. How all right, Pete Woodley, where's he going? Bare knuckle. Woodley? No. Yeah, I, hopefully they just give him a job at the goddamn desk. Uh, no. They they should. No. Realistically, they probably Dana will. doesn't like They're, Woodley. I think he likes him more now. Why? Listen, Woodley released <laughs> Woodley released a of... statement right before his Vicente loss, where he before? said, I, right before his Vicente okay. loss, where he said, I've been blaming my I've been blaming too many outside circumstances way too much rather than myself for like whatever. So I'm, he's like, I'm basically taking responsibility. It's like, who the fuck is on my phone so hard? Anyways, but yeah. Um, he, he was basically saying, like, I, I sh- probably should have stopped blaming the boss when I was champion. I guess he realized, you know, he had it pretty good. He probably did. And Dana White has actually been on record saying that Tyron Woodley is the hardest fighter he's ever had to deal with. Yeah, and he, he is. But I, um, I, so still I just can't think, imagine Dana wanting to keep him around just because. I still think. I don't think a, he's particularly great on the microphone or anything like that. No, either. but like background, kind of like Kiesa. You know what I mean? Kind of how Kiesa stays in the Maybe, back. Yeah, the, or like Joe Juban. Yeah, both I like Juban, but um, he's not even a bad commentator or broadcast guy. But what I do think is, um, I think I think Tyron Woodley's going to continue to fight. Probably just because he's cut from the he UFC. Could go you're to saying Bellator. you're saying that he's going to get a he death job, but I don't think he's going to retire. I think he's going to continue to fight. Can, I can't even name like three welterweights from. I can name three welterweights from Bellator, but that's about it. Like Diego Douglas Lima, um, MVP, and who else? You know what I mean? So it's like, how, um, how well do you think MVP and Tyron Woodley do against each other? Yeah, Paul Semtex Daily. Oh yeah, Paul Daly, but he doesn't even fight at 170 anymore. His last few fights have been 175. He, really? Yeah. He's like, this is I'm the champion of this division that I just made up. <laughs> oh, well, um, well, good for him then, I guess. Okay, so... So uh, let's move on. My, my, hold on. End of the story. Don't bet on Jacare is my guess. If I would you just are, stay out of that I one. I would stay out of that one. Yeah, it's probably a pass. We'll probably go to decision. They're Brazilians. They'll just hug each other. And I, be, would, I would argue, <laughs> and if it's going to be a decision win, it's probably going to be for the younger Brazilian. Yeah. Just my two cents. Yeah, yeah I, would, right. I would go with uh, Andre Munoz by decision if I had to bet on something. Okay, this next fight. Matt, have you seen Matt Schnell and Rogerio Bontorin? Matt oh. Schnell sounds super familiar. I know they I've both seen him a few fought. times. They both recently yeah, fought. Yeah, so I must have missed. I must have, obviously, there's so many names, and these guys are so new. Well, Bontorin was the dude who ragdolled Kai Kara France and okay. then stood yep. up and got knocked out. Yeah, that yep, was. Yep. And he looked good in that fight. He did. Up he until looked that great. uppercut. He looked great. Up until that uppercut when he ate it. Now, uh, this fight, 
I think Matt Schnell, if he doesn't get taken down, will box the fuck out of Rogerio. Oh, is that what you're saying? I think so. Because Matt Schnell is a really good boxer from what I Who saw. Who was his last fight against? Man, I can't remember the guy's name, but I remember I watched it because I tend me, to let watch. Let me see if I can recall. I tend let's to watch Tyson Nam. Tyson Nam. He okay. beat him pretty bad. I know they said this split decision, but he beat Tyson Nam pretty like fairly. He was outboxing him the whole time. Okay. Yeah. So, and his only other loss is to Pantoja. So uh, is this one bet the under? Oh, no. I think it goes a decision. You think I, it goes a decision? I think it goes a decision for that one. Um, let's see. Bontorin lost. How many How many times has he been knocked out? He's been knocked out once. He's has one knockout loss, and it was a pretty fucking amazing loss for Kai Kara France, that weird-looking Australian. Yeah, he does his thing, though. He has a egghead. Yeah, I remember when Roy Val choked him out. Roy Val just got a fight today, too. Really? Yeah, um, against... Um, Pantan, Pantanasia, um, Pantoja? Pantoja. The guy that, the, the, yeah, he beat uh, Bontorin, I think. Or yeah. Matt Schnell beat him, sorry. Yeah, um, yeah, Pantoja, I believe, is fighting uh, Brandon Royval. I like the Royval guy. He's a good finisher, so I'm Brandon interested Royval. in him every time he fights. Brandon He's... Royval, he fought Kai Car France and finished him. He fought Tim Elliott and finished him. Wait a second, he wait a lost second. to um, Brandon Moreno. His shoulder came out. His shoulder dislocated. I'm so confused, though. These flyweights are fighting at 135. Uh, maybe they're moving up. Maybe. Maybe maybe they are uh, maybe they just didn't have time to cut weight. That's true. Uh, Shane Burgos and Edson Barbosa. Now, oh, oh my God. Hold on. I, ha- a- I have to open up the lines for a second just so yeah, I can we gotta actually see. get... We got to see. We got to see. What's, what's, ben, uh-huh. what's Barbosa hitting for? Because I always wonder, are... Odds makers the type of people that watch fights or the type of people who look at records and then make odds based on That's... records. Because if they're looking at odds based on records, then I definitely want to put my money on Edson Barboza. And Edson Barboza is, is he... plus 110. So he's the underdog. Yeah. Dumbness. This is an easy bet. Dumbness. This is an easy bet. <laughs> <laughs> if I, don't you love free money? Okay. This is not financial advice. <laughs> but it's you not, should definitely yeah. bet on Edson hey, Barbosa. Listen, hey, you, you listen to us if you want to lose money. Yeah, right? but, but um, I mean, I've been wrong before, and I've been wrong before too. Yeah, but um, like Edson Barbosa as an underdog is a fantastic bet. It is. I mean, like, come on, Ooh, Edson come Barbosa on. by TKO is a fantastic like, bet. Let's, this guy's I, arguably won listen, his last three uh, fights in a row. Listen, but TKO plus four fifty for TKO by Barbosa. I don't know uh, why. Why you wouldn't put ten dollars on that? Uh, exactly. Maybe yeah, I'll make fifty-five. Yeah, that's a decent. That's easy. a decent ten dollar. Yeah, bet. I would definitely take uh, Barboza inside the distance. Barboza yeah. inside the distance is good. Yo, I would honestly put a bet on either decision or distance. Let's see. Plus two ten. Shane Berg- and, and Shane Burgos fought Josh Emmett, but he kind of looked a little sloppy to me. Didn't, did he Edson lose? Barzo, he, I, he believe he won, but I don't think he should have. Um, if that's what happened, it was a close fight. But I remember, um, I remember thinking Emmett should have won. Unless it, I can't, I can't quite. Remember. I just remember the fight was nuts. It didn't end in a finish, I don't think. Well, see, I, I last time, yeah, he lost. He yeah, lost. He lost. To Josh he, lost yeah. he lost to Josh Emmett, but it was yeah. an epic fight. But he lost. I remember watching his loss to Calvin. I, Cater, honestly, too. I just, I remember that fight, and I also remember his loss to Calvin Cater as well. And I remember his fight with um, Cub Swanson, which I, I thought was kind of questionable. It was a dodgy fight. They were really, it was a really close fight. But I think that. Edson just has a refined striking style that is much more technical than someone like Burgos or even Emmett, in my opinion. I think Edson KOs them both. Uh, he, he's been knocking... Okay, listen. His loss to Dan 50K Ige... Who, Edson's? Edson's what loss. loss. Exactly. What loss? Exactly. <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, you know what else you know? It's like, he even said the UFC raised his pay. 
just which so- is great. Thank God the UFC knows which fighters to give money to because he's a guy who actually goes out and fights and has exciting, awesome fights every time. So that's just happy, happy, good news to hear. And what rank is he? Hold on. What I got 11. It's, that's, it's that, so, that bugs me. It's so robbed. It's, he's at least so eight. It's so dumb. It like, bugs yeah. me so much. It's I, like, so dumb. Did, does Edson have two losses at featherweight I mean, right now? it's not fault. He won the decision. I don't blame Ige. It's not his fault. But it's just like, what's the UFC supposed to do? I don't know. I definitely would like to see them rematch at some point because it was a fucking awesome fight. And and so his like, fight with Americani too. You can't uh, get you mad. That one? Which one? The, the Macwan Americani. Macwan Americani. Yeah, Americani. This is versus Shane Burgos. Uh, no, 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 we're talking about Edson's fight. Edson's with, fight. Versus. I think he beat Americani as well. But yeah, then, yeah, but that was also really close. You gotta give you gotta give it up for Edson, man. Oh, Tony Ferguson and Khabib. He fought and Tony Justin Gaethje. Kevin Lee, <laughs> Michael Johnson. Oh my god. Poor guy, man. He's it's only really... lost to the best, man. Yeah, really. And and, and oh yeah, and then the pod, Paul Felder. We all know he beat Paul Felder. I would argue. Yeah. I actually really, really, really like mm, Paul Felder. You know what, come that, on. That one was close enough that it's like Paul Felder is one of my favorite guys right now in MMA. He's I would cool, argue Paul he's Felder. He's a cool dude, but like, come on. I would argue Paul Felder should have beat Dan Hooker, which I in turn should have been Paul <laughs> Felder versus yeah. Dustin Poirier. Uh, yeah, which the in lightweight, turn, lightweight division's a little mixed up. Which in turn should have been Paul Felder versus Michael Chandler. <laughs> Yeah, now we really that should. That fight is the fight we should have gotten. See, we could be at a Felder versus the, see the Felder versus Chandler timeline. We could be there right now, but um, you know what? You know what? We're not. I'm happy in the Oliveira versus Chandler timeline, man. But we're not quite there yet. We still have to talk about Tony Ferguson versus Benil Darius. Hold on, before that, Kaylin Chukagan and Vivian Arujo, who gives a distance. shit, going, going the distance, distance doesn't going matter distance. how. And by the way, we are Actually, maybe Kaylin's useless now. <laughs> we are huge supporters of WMMA, but this fight, we just see it being uh, pitter-patter to the distance. That's the safe money. As far as I'm concerned, the smaller, the better. Yeah. And okay, look at like hook to the body by Jessica Andrade, ground and pound from Valentina, split decision loss to Jessica. I. Come on. Yeah. All right, whatever. Yeah. yeah I distance. don't know if I'd bet on Chukagan. I probably would. She has Mark Henry in her corner. That's a good that's a good coach, but Vivian Araujo. Yeah, that's five straight decisions, win or loss. She has one overhand right, which is yeah. referee stoppage. All right, yeah, I'd still go the distance. I would still one. go the distance. I still Can't go. Experience or don't get... even touch it. Yeah, honestly, that's another good. Depends on what the if if go to decision is above. If it's like minus, if it's minus like one twenty five, take it. But if not, I bet you it's not. I bet you it's like minus three fifty. I bet you it ain't my It's like they know. Stupid. They always know. Minus three fifty. What did I say? <laughs> to go the distance. Yeah, I right bother. on it. Minus three. Yeah, yeah so I not even bother. worth it. sometimes you know, what, you know what I also find about. Well, I don't want to say like. Uh, I guess these girls are both pretty experienced, but sometimes when you have the newer female fighters who are less experienced, they make poor IQ, fight IQ yes. decisions that may lose them fights that really should have just gone decision, but it's almost like they sort of just gave up on yes. them. And it's like, yeah. those are the kind of fights where I just don't touch them. If it's like, a, there are WMMA fighters who you can be really, really confident in betting on. Like, um, for example, Mackenzie Dern will probably end in a finish. She's a finisher. She's good, yeah. yeah. She's yeah. a finisher. Like, um, like Some girls have a nuance, whereas like some girls are finishers and some girls aren't finishers. Listen, and Valentina, Nunez. I find most of the female Female strikers aren't finishers because a lot of them can't produce the power. It's usually a volume striking decision. Yep. 
Yeah, but a lot of the grappling specialists are good at finishing fights, and I think that's um, what you typically see. So you kind of just yeah. have to watch out for yeah, submission for, which for one. sure. And then, yeah, I guess. Um, and then before there, oh, yeah, I guess. Oh, and then the next the. Yeah, so that's wow. That's the main. That's a, that's on the main card. The, that, yeah, this is the this is the well, feature. Well, well, that's because it was supposed to be it was supposed to be Edmund Shabazian versus Jack Ah, Manson, yeah. Wait, it just so, got moved. So and they, there was another fight that also got moved. I believe it was Nate Diaz versus um, yes, uh, Edwards yes. was supposed to be tonight wow, too. Two yeah, lost. yeah. Uh, but th- I'm glad they put it on the next pay per view. You know, wow, that I'm sucks. excited for the next pay per view. We were supposed to get Alex Perez versus Matt Schnell. That yeah, would have been a hell of that a fight. Been a good actually. Play. What else got canceled on this card? Uh, Edwards versus Edmund. Diaz. Yeah. Giagos uh, and Joel Alvarez. I'm actually upset about that because Joel Alvarez yeah. is money yeah. for submission. 100%. Money he for has, submission. Uh, he has a submission gift. Oh my God. For sure. It's He's like, one of those yeah, guys. Just, just throw $10 submission yeah, win. It's yeah, probably yeah, like yeah, plus yeah. 105. If you can get plus money for it, take it. Yeah, honestly. There's okay. some guys. Same, same with Ilya. Same with Ryan Hall. All right, guys. You just know. Tony and Benil. What does this fight mean for the division? I think it means... Tonight's a, tomorrow is such an important... Or not tomorrow, sorry, but this weekend. It's such an important night for the division. It really it's going to dictate the entire direction. It kind of reminds me of... Um, there was a UFC event. I believe it was... Um, I believe it was UFC 167. It was GSP versus Nick Diaz. And on that same night, they had Carlos Condit versus Tyron Woodley. And they had um, Johnny Hendricks versus... Um, Jake Ellenberger. Holy crap. Or something like that. And I remember it just like, it was such an important night because like, it's deciding who's next in line, who's the one behind the next in line, yeah. who's out of the picture, like, um, and who's the champ all in one night. And I kind of feel the same way because with this vacant title, you have, what you got here is you got Michael Chandler and a lot of people are talking about Michael Chandler right now, right? Because a lot of MMA fans don't really watch other promotions, so they just see Michael Chandler as who's this new guy? Kind of like Gaethje. Kind of like Gaethje, right? Yeah. When Gaethje first got there, now Gaethje was in an unpredi- uh, unfortunate predicament where your champion's Connor and he's never going to fight or defend. Exactly. So how do you ever get to a title fight? But um, Chandler came at a very opportunistic time. Khabib's now gone, and the belt is up for grabs, and Connor or Dustin Poirier is busy with Connor. I would argue he got preferential treatment. I wouldn't say he got preferential treatment. I I get it. Listen, when's the last time they brought a. Like, they didn't bring Gaethje in and be like, hey, you're going to be our substitute for a title fight or even an interim or whatever. They brought him and put him up against Michael Johnson. And I get it. He, he, after that, he fought Dan Hooker. Okay, he proved on. his worth. Hold on. Let's just remember Come when on. they brought Gaethje in on those terms. The thing is, when Gaethje came in to fight Michael Johnson, Michael Johnson was in there. He had recently knocked up Poirier. But the thing about that is. The division was in a different landscape. Tony was on a crazy streak and couldn't get a title fight because of this, that, Mayweather, Connor, this. The division was in a logjam. Lightweight was in a logjam. And now the logjam is over. There is yeah. no champ. Like So the, the situations are just completely different. When the, the circumstances in which Gaethje came are just different than... than uh, it's, it's 
They are, no doubt. It's, it's more it's more opportunity. The opportunity is closer for Chandler. Gaethje didn't have the same chance, but I don't think it's because of favoritism or anything like that. There really doesn't make it doesn't make sense to give Gaethje another shot. He just fought for a title. And before that he fought for an interim title too. Well, I wasn't I wasn't saying give him a shot per se, but like like come on. Just because he lost to the greatest lightweight of all time doesn't mean he's not still entitled talks. In I agree opinion. he's entitled talks. You know what I mean? One hundred percent. His next fight shouldn't 100%. be against number fucking seven or anything like that no he should be fighting against either um i've dustin wants the I, second fight I, which i don't think he will or he should just get the next title shot after I think this the, i think the loser of dustin mcgregor but who, who's to say mcgregor will I ever fight actually again the loser of dustin mcgregor fights tony after he loses to benil because that's what's after gonna he happen. loses is that what you're betting on that's is that what the I, pick? That, that's the is, pick. That, is that how we segue into that's, this fight that's my locked in pick okay so tony versus benil so you see benil winning how tko or sub i think like, tony's I think, never been tko by hands i think benil oh, i don't know actually well gate tko but yeah i think benil does one of two things I think he probably, probably, likely, he does what Charles Oliveira did to him. Really? Yeah, I think that's what happens. Based on his fighting style on how he fought against Diego Figueira last. You don't think, you remember, you gotta remember, Ferguson's good on the ground. He's good on his back, too. He's like, good, he but he's not. He looked bad against Oliveira, but don't don't get mistaken. When's not everyone la- can do what Oliveira, Oliveira does. Oliveira took him down, who was the last person to actually take him down? Kevin Lee, maybe? Kevin Lee rained on him. Kevin Lee. Kevin Lee handled his business for the first for, for the first for two rounds. Yeah, he Kevin Lee was bit. handing his business before he, he gassed. did. But after Unfortunately that, he, he gassed out. He got choked out. He he lost. Yeah. And then yeah. you look at you look at what um, Oliveira did to Kevin Lee. And then on top of that, you look at what Oliveira did to Tony Ferguson. It makes me think Tony. It's like there's a there's a new level of strength in the division that hasn't been seen in the past three four years. Because you look at a guy like Chandler, he's built to shit. Oliveira looks strong as shit. Khabib was always strong. That's why he was. Man. Yeah, things are beginning to change. You this know what landscape I Landscape mean? is changing in the lightweight division. It's hard to tell who's gonna emerge on top. Like I really do feel like all these guys can beat each other on any given night. I 100 percent believe Gaethje can beat Poirier. I know he can beat Connor. Like you know, you know, you wouldn't have to convince me of that. If that fight ever happened, I'm betting everything I own on oh, Gaethje. Hon- honestly, him. yes, I would bet everything I own on Gaethje. But I would also see Gaethje potentially getting caught easily of by course. against Connor, just because yeah, it's like because sure. he puts himself at risk. Like very that, easily. Right? Connor, Connor's. Let's be real. His precision and timing is so good. But it's like, how good is Gaethje's? How good are Gaethje's leg kicks? And it's like the, yeah. probably the best in. And the I know sport. Connor doesn't like leg kicks. No, well, you can we just know now. Tell he hates them. We like, know that well, for no, sure. Well, no, even in the Nate Diaz fight, he doesn't. But know he was like, lining his own against Nate too. Yeah, but like I know that they both hated them. <laughs> Nate hates leg kicks too. You yeah. saw the RDA fight. He hates leg kicks. He doesn't check them. He just he just gets hit by them. And so. oh man, lightweight right now though. Also, I can't wait. To, okay, here's what I think: Benil Darius beats Tony, and then we get either either we're gonna get Tony Ferguson versus uh, Islam Mahachev. After that, I don't know unless about Islam that. fights against Rafael dos Anjos or Paul Felder, maybe like, Paul Felder. Maybe Paul Felder usually doesn't turn down fights. Uh, but like even still, what what's his rank now? Nine, eight. Eight, nine, Who Paul Felder? Yeah, probably eight, nine, ten, eight, nine, somewhere in that somewhere, range. Uh, yeah. Drew Dober's in the nine or ten, I think. It probably. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. So, and that's part of the reason, actually, is um, what about Gregor Gillespie? Gregor Gillespie. Mm. Gregor Gillespie versus his, Tony Ferguson. His wrestling is really good, actually. Should Tony Ferguson lose this fight? Loser of Benil versus Ferguson. 
fights Gregor Gillespie. What do you think of that? Gregor, you know what? His last fight against with Diego Fajardo, he, 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 he looked good. He looked good. He had heart, and he showed that he's tough. Diego Fajardo looked good too up until it almost looked like he gassed. They both looked good. He, he like gave up a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Didn't uh, Diego Fajardo lost to Benil, right? CDF. He did. He got yeah. he got dominated yeah. twice. Yeah. Actually, he lost really? twice. Yeah. Really. Yeah, he lost to him. But Neil's on this little tear, this little mini tear. It's funny because he kind of reminds me of Ferguson right now. Because like Ferguson, he sort of he was a little bit older and ended at his at the end of his road, and he really just thought like this is his last run. And that's why what I'm kind of seeing. Yeah, I'm kind of seeing this from Benil. I think he kind of knows like I'm getting a little older, and I don't have much more time to make this run at the belt. Like if I ever want to hold the belt, this is the time. And I can see that hunger in him every time he comes out. So I really like Benil right now. He's honestly, he's like he's you can't miss. You know what? I, I I think I had when he when I saw he, when he beat Drew Dober, I was like, okay, this guy's a big deal in my opinion. And then when he knocked out Drakkar Close, oh my god, that was one of the greatest moments. That I've was seen. beautiful comeback. He just it was pure willpower and heart determination. Pure, it's everything you lo- watch this sport. Pure for. willpower. You love to see it. You, you love, love it. To you see love it. it. And then on top of that, what he did to Scott Holtzman with the spinning back fist—that was brutal. Like. He's he's a well-rounded fighter, is what I like about Benil Darius. Yeah, one hundred percent. You know what I mean? Even if you think you're winning, you're piecing him he up. He will anywhere. land a power punch on you. He's low-key strong. He can for, win anywhere. Like that's honestly, what I'm and saying. that's the thing. No, and that's well, what I think. Hold I think on. he's stronger. We are talking about Tony Ferguson, but I do think he's like, stronger. And I think Mr. that's where Tony violence, like one of the most like vi- he makes it gritty, he makes it bloody, he makes it violent. He like, didn't make the last fight look violent. No, he didn't make that last fight look Put violent. It. He looked quite docile, but that that um. That, that I don't want to call it an escape of that armbar because it was not an escape. Survival. <laughs> the survival of that armbar. Yeah. Because if, uh, if it was 15 seconds and not eight, he would have tapped. That, he would have had to. No, nah, he probably would have just let his arm get no, broken. I think he's just nuts. He would have just, just let The ref would probably stop no, it. He as soon no, as he keeps seeing it, then. His arm oh. would have just popped out. I believe. I, I'm not going to lie. I look at Tony Ferguson differently. I don't think that man would ever tap to anything. I honestly don't. After that, I'm like, there, there's no way to not tap to that arm. Yeah, bar. there's something about fighters who have been touched by Michael Johnson who have better willpower or something. <laughs> yeah, you know? he is, he's on some... Uh, Gaethje, yeah, Tony, yeah, Dustin. Yeah, they're, they, it, 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 it blesses you. It really does. Yeah. Next, we're going to have Tiago Moises coming up as the greatest light heavyweight oh, thanks to goodness. Michael Johnson. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, we all needed that one. Fucking <laughs> Tiago Moises. Yeah, I know, and you're kicking his ass too. <laughs> he was kicking his ass what? too. No, wait, are we thinking Bobby Green? No, no, no the first. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sub. No. Wow. First round wins. Second round. Oh, I got. Subbed. And didn't he just lose the quake? You know, oh, Michael Johnson. What a strange record. That he was has. actually a good bet for me. And, yeah, he's. Such I was a, like, you know what? I'm gonna go with Quake. It's like, how do you have a win over Tony Ferguson and viciously Dustin KO Poirier. Dustin Poirier and then lose to Quig Guida? He's a he's an anomaly. He's an MMA anomaly. He's like a Sukuja. Um, uh, he's he's something else. But now we talk about the title fight. Let's talk about the title fight. I've been waiting to talk about this title fight. It's such. A, I want the first thing I want to talk about. Actually, I want to talk about Michael Chandler for a second. I want to address that I, I've been I go on all kinds of MMA forums and Instagram comment section. Even though I should stay out of the Instagram comment section for my own health, <laughs> but um, I really should. I know, right? It yeah, just melts it, your it, brain. It, it's bad for your health. Social media in general. It's like, but, well, I think you're well, all that's casuals. Yeah, that's another episode, but it's just so dumb. But anyhow, one narrative I'm seeing a lot is that oh, you know, Tony doesn't get a title fight after twelve fights. Michael Chandler gets a title fight off of one fight, and I I just wanna I just wanna point out all the fallacy in this statement. It's just like 
the completely different situations. Tony fought in a completely different lightweight division with a different problem. Lightweight has always had log jams. He was interim champion. He was, and he fought against Kevin Lee for the interim title. Like it happens. Um, and he even he even declined an interim title fight with uh, Dustin Max Poirier. Holloway. No, it was supposed to be with Dustin Poirier. No, it was supposed to be Max Holloway. Really? It was supposed to be Angel Wing, uh, the Angel Wing fight. Really? Yeah, but then he declined it, and then okay. Dustin Poirier took it in. Okay, and well, then won. Either way, which I was he glad sh- he should have. Uh, yeah, sure, but either way, I feel like. He had his opportunities to fight for the title. It's not fair to say he fought 12 times without fighting for the title. I just want to get that out of the way. I think that's a little bit of a misrepresentation. He has had title fights. They have fallen through. It's been a very unfortunate. He has a very unfortunate uh, turnout. Yeah. But and, and Michael Chandler is in a very fortunate position, a much better position. But the reality is the landscape of the division with Connor fighting... Um, the, uh, Connor fighting Dustin, and Dustin turning down a title fight. That's really the only other person in front of Chandler who I think should get it that isn't coming off of a loss. I understand that you could give it to Gaethje, but I don't think it's reasonable to give it to anybody other than um, other than Chandler and Oliveira. Like, I really don't see it. I think it was mostly due to timing. and what circumstances. People, listen, it's all circumstantial. Listen, what, I people, agree. what people don't ever understand is this is a business. And you know what? The guy that was champion isn't champion anymore. They got to crown a new one. They can't just have an empty belt pissing off other fighters that are in the lightweight division. Right. So they got to move it along. I don't think Charles Oliveira wanted to wait for Gaethje and Chandler to settle who the number one contender is. No. Right? So it's doesn't like, really make sense to. I, I am a little bit bugged that they didn't even offer it to Gaethje because I would have been okay with Gaethje getting that shot. I would I'm not the, have been, I'm, the, I'm Gaethje's biggest supporter, and while I think that I would make for an awesome fight, I'd be I'd be fine with it. I think it would have been okay, and it I, think, been okay. I think it, it would have been okay. And I, I think it, it would have been okay, okay if uh, I think that Chandler, Chandler's okay too, though. Yeah, yeah. I think they're both. okay. You know what? I I don't watching Chandler and what he's done in Bellator. When he you, is a hell of a fighter. So and you know what? He has a track record for putting on impressive fights. That are fun to watch. Yeah. And um, his win against Hooker was very impressive. So I say give it to him. And I think that you get an opportunity to get this overnight sensation. A UFC champion is like, kind of like Jerry Petrosco who's like, who is this guy? Like, he just came in and yeah. murdered, uh, he murdered Oaks, Oaks the year in one round. And then he murdered this guy in one round. So it's like, man, it's like, imagine if Yuri was fighting for the belt next year. Like, man, this guy two fights ago, you didn't know who he was. And, you know, if you're only watching UFC and you don't follow MMA deeply like we do. But, like, for those fans, this Chandler guy's like, wow, he's just, he came out of nowhere. He's already in the top five. He fought a top five, KO'd him in a minute, just absolutely stunned him. I think, you know what, it's the only problem that I think people have is, I don't think even Hooker was top five. He was top, he's number he six. six. but, but number you gotta six. remember, who's the top five? Dustin and Connor are fighting, Tony just lost, um, and, he was, and then there was Gaethje who was already fighting Khabib, and that's the top five. Yeah, so and I were, understand. And they were all busy. Listen, like, so you, this is what you I get. I understand the circumstances. And where's Oliveira? You didn't name him? Is he in the top five oh, too? Yeah, he's like number two or something like that. Yeah, but at that time. Was, uh, maybe three, two or three. He just beat Tony, so Tony was three, so he should be at like number two. Yeah, but if you beat six, what where Well, it goes Dustin, Charles. Um, Gaethje. Gaethje, Chandler... Connor, Tony, Tony, yeah, Tony, Benil Connor, 
Benil's not number six. He should be. He should be, but he's not, he's not number six. He's number <laughs> yeah. nine, believe it or not. What? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, Benil. Benil's a dark always, horse, man. I'm excited to they see. They always get these things Yo, wrong. I'm excited to see these, like, unassuming fighters yeah, win. I, I love see. seeing guys that are unassuming. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's so good. It is. They, they always surprise you so but, much, though. Okay, here's my thing, though. We're, we're probably going to disagree, though. I think Chandler is probably going to lose to Charles Oliver. I want to ask how. How? Yeah, I gotta ask. I how. think I think likely, likely what's gonna happen is Charles Oliveira is probably gonna be able to keep his reach and his uh, distance standing, and then once it gets to the ground, I think he submits him. I think he I submits think him. Chandler does whatever the fuck he wants to him on the ground. Actually. Why? Because he did it to fucking Dan Hooker. No, I think that I think that Michael Chandler's wrestling and scrambling. I don't think he's getting caught in any submissions. That's just my opinion. Like I know he can be submitted or knocked out like anybody else, but I really think that Michael Chandler brings this wrestling edge and also this willpower. This they call him Iron Mike Chandler. Like he he really is a tough motherfucker. He doesn't give up. He doesn't quit. He keeps going. He has fight. That's another thing. I haven't seen Oliveira in the 25-minute fight that convinces me that he can do that. I have seen Michael Chandler in 25-minute fights multiple times, and he looks good in every round. Like I, I don't. I think this is going to be where championship level fighting experience is going to come into play. I know that Oliveira has fought great fighters, but title fights are different. They're five rounds if if they go that far, and I just don't. I mean, Charles would have to finish him quickly for it to be a. Uh, like you say, it goes, but I think that in these big, big, big fights, I think that Chandler's just, he has this mental edge, and I just don't think that he's going to lose. Listen, Charles, like, he he's way more unpredictable than um, Hooker is. Hooker, if you watch that fight, was scared. I don't know what the fuck was up with him. He was. Well, have you seen Michael Chandler? He's like, yeah, yeah, he's, he's like a mini brick shithouse, like, <laughs> walking straight at you. Just this little, <laughs> little guy with no neck trying yeah. to kill you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he's an intimidating looking guy despite his um despite his stature like i mean don't get me wrong his stature is huge i would never say that to his face he'd fucking crumple me like you know uh, but he, then again he's he, like he's he, like tj dillashaw's height yeah well tj's a beast too but yeah like uh, i wouldn't say anything to anyone that fights professionally period yeah, or anyone you get ketlin Vieira yeah, kicking your ass yeah. like what did i do she's kind of cute yeah, I could be okay with it. But anyways. Oh, um, no. <laughs> just, Stop hitting me. It hurts. <laughs> but anyhow, you see, you see the finish for Oliveira. I, I don't know. I don't know whether, I whether it it'll be. exactly like Chandler said with the first round KO. They both said first round KO. That's what they both say. They both say that they're going to knock each other on the first round. I think I disagree. I think they actually respect each other's power after the first round, and it might go five rounds. I could see it going the distance. Oh, okay, so I could see it going the distance. What, what makes what makes for, for respecting Oliveira's power? What's convincing you that he has the power to stand with that? I don't like, think it's just the power. I think he's a very dynamic striker. He is. He's quite. He's rangy. He's very he's, rangy. He's rangy. I don't think he has particularly a weak chin or anything like that. No. Like when's his last Michael loss? Michael Chandler has a bomb. He has a hand that can that can put you out. He, he does. We do know that Dan Hooker is tough. We're one hundred percent certain of that. I've seen him lose before. He, he yeah, uh, but we saw him against Dustin Poirier. And we saw him take a beating. We saw him against Ezin Barboza. He's tough. We saw oh. him take a beating. Okay, listen, this man that takes fight, a beating. That fight against Dustin Poirier took his something out of him. 
All right, buddy. You saw that guy? He looked like he looked like he was destroyed after that fight, man. It was a bad one. It looked bad. And Dustin Oh, was, we saw him against Felder too. He looked he he honestly showed durability and heart in that fight too. I don't think I don't think I don't think I don't think that Dan Hooker's some chin lit that just gets dropped easy and just gets KO'd easy. I don't I think see that him either. as a tough as fuck guy. Like you know, I think that Chandler, how easy he made it look. He, I'm very convinced that he has a speed and power advantage against um against Charles Oliveira. I'm very convinced. He has well, a speed then if advantage. he has a speed and power, then he's he's gonna definitely get weakened by as the rounds go on. Then that that's just how it works. You have if then you have the, the power, you tend you to can't gas. have power and cardio. It's usually Usman has good power and good cardio. That's just an example. Oh yeah, your power if you do have power is. Best in Lots the first, second rounds. Some fighters are... Listen, I... I agree. If it goes past the round two, I don't think it will end in a finish. Yeah, 100% so, I agree with that. Fighters, I don't think he has round five Some finishing. fighters have more power because of all the pressure and the, and the you know, the volume they throw on you. Like, right. Like, Dustin is one of those guys. 100%. Because he, he'll, he'll only... He know, turns it up. He turns it up. Exactly. He knows so when to start, start at, slow yeah. and end it hard. He doesn't, he doesn't come in not 100%. He, he turns it up when it, when uh, the going gets tough. He comes back and uh, he, he gets stronger from it. Whereas Chandler has power, but also at the same time, it's like we didn't we didn't actually see any offense from Dan Hooker, right? I think we're gonna see quite a bit of offense from Charles. One hundred percent. I think we're gonna I see think, a fight. I think we're gonna see a hell. And if we don't see a fight, okay. let's just say we don't see a fight. It's just even crazier this division because it's just like we don't even know how good these guys yeah. are. Because like, the, the thing is, the thing I hate about early KOs, everyone loves a KO. But oh, what you I hate about it, you only get to see anything. You didn't learn anything about the fighters and their tendencies. And, oh, he really doesn't have an answer for that. Like, you know what I mean? You, you don't really get to see how much better or worse they are than I agree. each other. I agree. I agree. You just, you just know one won and one lost and one's out and one's standing. Like, you know, and that's it. But uh, I don't know, man. You know what? This is a hard one to call because it's like there's so many times where you see a guy that's long and rangy who's able to just, like, completely shut down the shorter, stronger dude. You know what I mean? Connor did yeah. it against Eddie. He did it against – um, uh, what's his face? But Hooker couldn't do it. Hold on. And he's hold the on, tallest hold on, and rangiest. Hold on, though. Hooker couldn't do it. He's tall and rangy. Sure, he has a shitty ground game, and we have seen him knocked out before, right? Mm. Like, he is somewhat of a chinny guy. He puts himself out there. And even if you watch his, like, sparring videos without a sign, yeah, he might slip a few, and then he takes a dirty one to the face. Yeah. Like, he he gets overconfidence. Yeah, he gets hit. He gets hit. Um... Where was I going with this though? You're talking about small, length, uh, skinny guy. Yeah, Mendez yeah. So it's like, uh, and then, and then, uh, like with a with a tall guy, it's like it either ends like how Connor did it with um, with uh, what's his name? Mendez. Ch- Mendez. Chad, Chad Mendez. Chad Mendez. Chad Mendez. Which I I personally think uh, what's his name? Chandler is a lightweight Chad Mendez. Basically, he's just a bigger. Uh, I think he's a better beefier. Striker. Chad Mendez. Well, yeah, that's I think true. He's a better striker than Chad Mendez. Maybe. His striking is—he's a boxer. Man, he does have like wrong. that wrestle boxer. Wrong. Chad Mendez had a bomb that puts anybody out if it lands no, on you clean. It's but, true. But uh, Chandler, Chandler, I think is a little bit more refined, maybe. Uh, but even still, in terms of physique, you know what I mean? Of course, I would, yeah, I yeah. They have a similar. They definitely have a similar. Shorter, physique, stockier, similar has a b- lower center of gravity. Mm, yeah. Very quick and powerful. Right. Very quick and powerful. Whereas, yeah. like, Charles Oliveira loves to do the f- jumping front kick. Stomach kick, you know, like those kicks that just generally stab into your stomach and push you away. Yeah, you know what I mean. Actually, even Chandler like did it against Hooker when he was fighting him. He he kept stabbing him in the stomach, pushing him against the fence when he was circling. I think that if Chandler can back him up and put him on the fence, 
I'm pretty sure he can just unload on him. I, I got a question. What was what was Hooker's one mistake when he when he got hit? He didn't think about going for a takedown or anything. He just took the hit and so takedown Michael Chandler. I think so. Well, what do you, you, what, do you do? what do you do in a situation you when get, someone's throwing hooks? You get hooks? KO'd when you fight Michael Chandler. There's nah. no just there's no just takedown Michael Chandler. No. Nah. Like if you're Dan Hooker, Dan Hooker is from the city. Eddie Alvarez He's took a, down Michael Chandler. Eddie Alvarez is a fantastic wrestler. Patrick, and he lost to Dustin Poirier. And he lost Who, Eddie to Alvarez. Con- yeah. Eddie Alvarez. And he lost to Come Conor on, McGregor. Eddie Alvarez. And he lost to that guy in. Um, okay, first off, first off. I'm trying to diss. Eddie Alvarez beat Dustin Poirier the first time, 100. percent I know it was called no a contest. No, yeah, but Eddie Alvarez was whooping his ass. It was he, Dustin was on the verge of getting finished. He just Eddie just made a mistake and elbowed him in the head or kneed him in the head or whatever it was. Eddie was coasting to kick his ass. I agree. He was Eddie winning was that fight. He was about to put him away. He was and winning he made that a fight. Mistake. Like it wasn't And then the second I'm fight Dustin, gonna... he made another mistake, but when Dustin got up, killed him right away. He literally just went right for it, knocked him you out. You can say whatever you want. Yeah, you lost all those people you mentioned, but his wrestling is fantastic, not necessarily offensively, but defensively. Eddie Alvarez is very strong in the scrambles, and he beat Gilbert Melendez and Anthony Pettis too, mostly with his grappling. Right. No, listen, I'm not trying to, like, knock Eddie Alvarez. You know what I mean? I actually think he's pretty good. He's he's one of the lightweight goats. He's really fucking good, no doubt. But even still, uh, you know what I mean? Like, I I, I have a hard time looking at Chandler as this unbeatable beast. You know what he's I mean? Not. He is probably hitting that, not. that prime. But you got to remember, but we're looking still- at today's lightweight division and things are changing. Khabib is gone. Connor might be gone. And we don't even know if Dustin's staying around after he fights Connor. Then you look at the rest of the division and then you're like, well, now is Michael Chandler looking unbeatable? I think he could be. That's how I feel about Yuri Petroska. I feel like if Yuri Petroska no. won the belt, I'm not seeing the t- contender that beats him. I don't think Rockick beats him, and I don't think Santos. I don't think. Beats him. I don't think Rockage beats him. I yeah. think Yawn could beat him. Yeah, I of think Yawn could beat him. But I'm like, but I'm like after after he gets past that test, if he gets past that test, I don't see another person beating him. So, and that's that's because Jones is gone, Rumble's gone, Gus is gone, DC's gone. We're in this new light heavyweight era. division. Yeah, yeah we're in a new, new generation, and that's why I feel like we're going into the lightweight division. All these guys, like I said. Watch Tony, it. yo, Poirier, <laughs> Connor, Khabib could all be gone by the end of next year, and then you might just have Michael Chandler, who's on top of the bunch. I watch it be Benil Dariush and just could, could you imagine? Fucks I mean, it would be. It'd he be just an interesting. Fucks Chandler. I wouldn't mind. See, I like Benil Dariush. He seems like a good guy. I he wouldn't does. mind him he being does. champ. Honestly, I mean, he's you a good can't. Fighter. You can't not like Chandler. I mean, he is a, you can't. He is a civil rights hero after all. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, <laughs> my brother. You do with that information what you will. Yep. <laughs> Very <laughs> innocuous statement, dude. <laughs> signs of CTE.